What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special episode of Game List. But we've been having a lot of special episodes lately. My name is Jake, mm-hmm. Jake Twitchin everywhere. This is Colin, a.k.a. Colleen. Colin, how's it going? Hello. It's going great. How are you, man? Good. I'm excited for this one. This is uh, our first... I think we've had a couple different special things happen. We've had our Spoilist spinoff episodes. This is the first spinoff episode of Game List proper, where this is mm-hmm. almost a regular episode. It's not quite a reaction. If you haven't caught our reactions to what we're talking about today, which is the big E3 summer game festivities that have transpired over the last couple days do check those out they're on youtube at colleen k-a-u-l-i-n-e this is Mm -hmm. the big recap show though this is colin and i running down our list of our favorite showings of video games over the past month we'll be covering mm, almost all the conferences we've pick and chosen all of the most important things the things that appeal to us the most um it's not comprehensive if you want a breakdown of every single thing that came out this is not the place for that. That would be exhaustive, and this episode would be seven hours long. Not what we're yeah. trying to do to anybody. But if this is your first time watching Game List, listening to Game List, find us in your podcast feed, find us on YouTube. You can find us all over the place Twitch, a bunch of different places. But for all intents and purposes, this one is kind of a one off, but should be a very, very exciting one. I mm-hmm. think we shouldn't waste time. There's no real extra i don't think like bow that we need to put on this package here normally we have a like a rundown of like news and things that we're going like things that we're playing none of that today all we're talking about is the things we liked the most so i'm going to pitch it right over to colin and you tell me what was the best thing that you saw this year in all of the conferences oh do we want to work our way up no start with the best top of the episode we need these don't tune out don't tune out viewers (laughs) You listen. Okay, okay, okay. Here's what we'll, we we'll are excited down. for. From best to worst. Um mm-hmm. The Last of Us Part 1. The Last I'm of Us Part 1. So excited for that. Um I okay, quick quick history of my Last of Us, you know, experience. Mm-hmm. Uh I did not have a PS3 when it came out, but I watched a playthrough of it and I adored it. I loved that game. And then uh it came to PS4 and I tried to play it, and it just the gameplay in that in, in the first one's not the best. We'll we'll, we'll just be frank. Um, really, it's not the best. Uh, and I I decided, you know what? I already experienced the story. The gameplay is not the best. Maybe I just I'm just not going to play it. Uh, so I never actually finished playing through the Last of Us, or the original Last of Us at it's all. It's a revelation. Uh, I've never, yeah. Um, so Fake I fan. B- but I I experienced don't the whole out. story. <laughs> I experienced, I know, right? I experienced the whole story in a playthrough, but then I played through The Last of Us Part Two, and that knocked my socks yeah. off, right? I love that game so much, and we've yeah. argued about it on this podcast already. Yeah, yeah. please um, check out our previous but, episodes. Yeah, I played through it recently after I got the PS5 patch, uh, and it was the first time I had experienced it. I had avoided spoilers for nearly two years, and man, that game hit. Um, so seeing this game with modernized controls modernized graphics the multiplayer taken out so i don't have to worry about anything multiplayer uh i can't wait i'm excited yeah um i'll i'll rival you in your experience with last of us and 
I was an Uncharted fan from the jump. I played the first Uncharted, I think, the day that it came out on PlayStation 3, and then played yep. Uncharted 2, played Uncharted 3 to completion, was very excited for The Last of Us, played it on PlayStation 3 the night it came out. Again, did that opening scene, cried my eyes out mm, like a real man yes. does, and uh, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was disappointed, is what I'll say, in The Last of Us Part Two. I still think it's a great video game. I just don't love the story beats that it hit. Not necessarily my cup of tea. But let's yeah. hop into the existence of this game and its debut. I think there's a lot of weird stuff surrounding this. And I will be... We don't like to be too negative off the jump, but um, this wouldn't have made my list. I'm not amped off of this video game. It seems... And this is like a not a wow, what a hot take from Jake Twitch. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. This is quick turnaround on a full remake for a game that I still think holds up well. I mean, we've got a re it was late PlayStation 3 release, it got a quick port to PlayStation 4 that still looks and plays well. There is room for improvement if you play The Last of Us 2 and go back to Last of Us 1. No doubt you're gonna see something different. Um, but it, it just I'm not out here rip-raring to go like, yes, I get to experience The Last of Us Part 1 story. It's been so long since I've played it, I don't even remember what happens. remember fucking everything about that game. And I played it again two or three years ago. Am yeah. I champing at the bit to go out and spend 70 bucks on this thing again? No. I am. <laughs> I get it. I get um, it. Well, see, I, 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 I've heard your point be made multiple times on like Twitter mm -hmm. and whatnot. So I, I did a little, a little digging just because I was curious. So I'm yeah. going to use Demon's Souls as an example. So Demon's sure. Souls released in 2009 on the PS3, mm -hmm. and it got a full remake in 2020 at the launch of the PS5. That's 11 years difference. Yeah. Uh, the Last of Us ha came out in 2013, gets a full remake in 2022. It's nine years difference. Um, so really it's not that far off of demon souls or things of the like. Yeah. Um, but I think that the thing is, is naughty dog was just such a master at their craft. They made the PS three look so much better than any other game. For sure. Could, right. Um, so I think it, I think it causes people to see a little bit more of a disconnect between the last of us and last of us part one than they do between demon souls and demon souls remake. Right. Um, and I understand that. I understand that. Um, but for someone who hasn't like experienced it firsthand, I'm super excited to have something that handles like yeah. uh, the Last of Us Part Two. And along that, they're they're increasing the accessibility options probably to the the length of the Last of Us Part Two, if not more. Yeah. Um, so it excites me that more people are going to get their hands on this game that couldn't before, that just physically couldn't. Right. Um, and the history of why it's made. So there was a there was a support studio within Sony. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know the exact name, but they wanted to become their own game studio. They were tired of doing support. They wanted to become their own game studio. So they said, you know what, Sony, we're going to remake the last of us. So they were working on remaking the last of us up to the quality of the last of us part two, while the last of us part two was in production. Well, the last of us part two needed more help. So then that team transferred to help on The Last of Us Part 2, and then The Last of Us Part 1 was dumped back off on a secondary team in Naughty Dog. Um, so it has a very interesting development history uh, w within Sony. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm super excited. I, I understand people not being excited. Sure. Um, but 
I just can't wait. I'm so I'm excited. still I'm being a fake gamer boy about it. I'm gonna play it when it launches, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's a fantastic fucking video game. The Last of Us Part One is pretty much as close to perfect as you can get. It really is a excellent story, and I adore that game, the first one. But your reasoning there in the way that that team fell into this role of creating The Last of Us Part One is interesting because I was going to ask what made them choose the last of us part one was it having the bones of the last of us part two to work with and that was an easy layup for them to adapt it into the last of us part one because the other Mm -hmm. thought that i had was why last of us and not uncharted uncharted's older that first one doesn't hold up as well as two and three it's kind of a one note story and then they would have had you know if they chose to do so a little bit more to work with because now they've done last of us part one and part two is you know already modernized it's right where it needs to be they could have then used that engine to go and adapt uncharted 2 uncharted 3 but i'm not positive the sales figures on uncharted versus last of us i think last of us is more popular these days so yeah but you know they had that opportunity with uncharted 4 as well so yeah i i think they are um one i'm pretty sure jason schreier has a big piece on like the development history of this game yeah um and then two I think they're going to try to work it out with the launch of the last of us HBO show. I know That's they wrapped a, filming recently. Yep. Um, so if they could drum up some like hype for the game, then automatically that's going to go over to the show or vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So more they, people they talking about the last of us in different places. Yeah. They haven't shown a release trailer or date for the show yet, but mm. I can't imagine it would be far behind one or the other. Right. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about the way that that game was revealed at the Game Awards? Because I've got a bone to pick with that as well. Yeah, um, so it leaked about two hours prior to the Game Awards. Um, it was Jeff Keighley's show ender, right? It was supposed mm. to you know, blow the socks off people. Uh, it got leaked. They mentioned it at the beginning of the show without referring to the name. Um, so people are like, people, people who aren't online on Twitter tuned in with gaming news 24 7 like you and i are they didn't know right so then when the reveal happened they were just kind of like moping around on stage all sad and like i I understand i i get it but you gotta have a better attitude than that i think for sure it 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 just kind of killed it when they were on stage and like neil Druckmann's kind of like mopey up there like yeah sony if you want to leak my next project i'm like if i if it you drop tacky. the birthday cake, the party's not over. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not that big of a deal, and they let that leak loom over. Now, I do wonder what that Venn diagram looks like. The people that would actually sit there and watch Summer Game Fest, how many of them were already previously spoiled by it? So maybe, I don't know, people are pretty tapped in these days, and it was a pretty widespread leak while people were you know, getting amped for the show. And I'm sure more yeah. than 50% of the people that were excited for Summer Game Fest, knew about The Last of Us going in. But it doesn't mean that you need to treat it that way because there was, I think you said moping around, there was this weird aura of the whole thing. And don't get me wrong, like I felt it too. I was like, oh, that sucks. Their big their big barn burner at the end of the show is kind of spoiled. But I remember, I, I can't put my finger on it, but there was a Sony press conference once where the same thing happened like a day or two before something gigantic leaked and the day that they revealed it, they just did a really quick tongue in cheek. Like, and now let's get into the, 
worst kept secret in the video game industry and then revealed it like it was brand new to everybody that's the way to do it touch on it make light of the situation reveal it like it's your actual fucking debut and reveal i don't think anybody that is involved with that project including the people that are involved with summer game fest are going to look back at that footage and be satisfied with the way that they handled that so yeah it's a and I, tough look. I could be wrong but i think it was actually the last of us part two when the script when the script leaked you uh, might be right which I is even, even more sad but i mean the game um, itself looks awesome it's mm -hmm. you know exciting enough i think the i think the world will be ready to sink their teeth into the last of us again when it does come out um absolutely any, any final thoughts on it anything anything else that needs to be said about the last of us uh you think 70 dollars uh i think 70 dollars is a little steep um to be honest but I can't wait to cry at the opening of that game again in 4K, yeah. you know. Um, I, I've talked to my girlfriend and I said, I know you don't like horror stuff, but you're going to sit down with me while we play this game and you're going to experience this story because it Do is you one think... of the best stories of all time. Here's a question for you. I, I feel like I have this thought a lot when it comes to like remakes and things like that and I don't see it done all that often but it's something that I always kind of hope for and I don't see but I, I mm, Last of Us 2 spoilers are on the table very light Last of Us 2 spoilers uh, yeah. I wonder if there's any way I love when a remake is framed differently and even though it's a remake of the first game I would love it if it opened up with like maybe a character that survives the last of us part two telling a story to maybe a mm. certain younger character and that frames the reveal i like when something seems like it's going to be a remake but it actually pushes the story forward um one of the yeah. series that i think does that well <laughs> is kingdom hearts i uh, I know that you, you hate to hear it but kingdom hearts is guilty of retreading ground very very often and i think to like melody of memory is their like rhythm game where it goes through every single piece of kingdom hearts and it's all framed via we're extracting memories from this character but it's it's framed in a way so that at the beginning and the end of the game there actually is lore that pushes that franchise forward so kind of a cool thing that i don't see all that often and wish i did and i think there'd be a cool way to do that with a certain character with a great first initial j yeah, I um I think it would be I think it would make the price tag more worth it if they right? added something. It would sting less. Yeah. And then no yeah. word on Oh, there is word. We should talk about this a little bit too. I, we're spending probably too much time on Last of Us. But um just Oh wow. Yeah, I know. You're, you're, yeah, you're no. really you're really worried about that. Um Yeah. Grounded. I think the the word on the street was that this Actions Listen, is there? Can we have a class action lawsuit against Sony for not including Grounded in the price of The Last of Us Part Factions. Two? Factions. What the fuck is Grounded? Factions. Is that the old Grounded's the hardest difficulty mode? Factions oh, is it. the multiplayer mode. Factions was supposed to be a part of Last of Us Two, and it's not. And then I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be a part of this, and it would be Factions with The Last of Us Part One remake kind of bundled together, and it's a completely yeah. separate thing now. And Evidently, further off than The Last it's... of Us Part One, still working on it. Yeah, evidently it's like a full-size multiplayer game oh, now. It's yeah, blown out of sure. proportion. 
So we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. Last of Us. That seems like a miss, man. I hope they're not putting in. I hope that's not delaying Last of Us Part Three because that feels fucking wrong, and it feels like a misread on your audience to think that that's think what we'll Last, of Last of Us fans. Part Three. Yep, not yeah. for a long time, at least. You don't kill a cash cow. The True. I think what's gonna happen is I, I just I think it's a I think it's a misread on the audience. The audience likes single player stories within the Last of Us universe that are narrative driven and about emotion and things like that. And I bet they can work that in in some ways into this factions thing, but I don't think yeah, it will hit the are. same and it won't resonate the same way. And I think it's yeah. going to be. Uh, Probably, uh, maybe I'll eat my words in a couple of years when it comes out, but I think it will be the worst received thing in the Last of Us franchise. So. Could be. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to be the worst received thing in the Last of Us franchise. For <laughs> yeah, sure. for sure. You make a good Really point. high rated. All right. Listen, we spent uh, 15 minutes on the Last of Us, and I demand we spend 15 minutes talking about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Mm. I lost my fucking mind. I can't believe this. You so did. It's worth noting that this was... Kind of like a, a last-minute addition. We, I, the, the dust had sort of settled. We had the Summer Game Fest event had come and gone. The PlayStation State of Play, where people thought it was going to pop up, including myself, had come and gone. Xbox Bethesda Showcase, I don't think anyone thought it was going to be there. Uh, Mum was the word, but some people, like myself, had hope. Had hope. In Final Fantasy VII rebirth oh we know there's a there's a bet that we have to go over here man we haven't yeah. talked about bets yet we're gonna do bets at the end of the show oh, anybody that's bets. been listening okay oh no, no no you're right we save that for the next show, next show. that's yeah, for yeah, yeah. that's for podcast listeners um so final fantasy 7 rebirth is announced via a final fantasy 7 25th anniversary presentation it's its own live stream it was a pre-recorded video about 10 minutes long and it included uh, a couple things. Perhaps you'll see another one pop up a little bit later in this show. But let's focus on the, the big boy here. And it's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, a.k.a. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. The other big part of this announcement is that it is part of the Final Fantasy VII Remake Trilogy. It is announced that this is now three games. We've already had Final Fantasy VII Remake, Remake Integrade. Now Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is the middle chapter of what will be a whole brand new trilogy and goddamn this game looked sweet uh what did you think of the trailer uh it looks good it's open world ish at least um possibly at least parts of it are because there yeah. was a marker on a compass and normally it, unless, if you're building a linear world you're not going to have a compass at the top of your screen well there's a compass um, in the original final fantasy 7 remake as well it's a very similar UI, but there's... Is there at the top of the screen, there was like a north, south, east, west compass? Yeah, there's like a, you're going in the right direction. That that thing was always that. there. But there is a very lengthy distance in show. And what you're seeing yeah. on screen, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're not, please follow us on YouTube, um, is a part of a flashback. If you're not privy to the series of events that happened in the original Final Fantasy VII, um, yeah, you're... Not. Playing as Cloud, but Sephiroth is in your party, and you're going through events that transpire in a town called Nibelheim, which is the first stop, one of the first stops that you make in Final Fantasy VII Original after where we are. The first stop will be Calm, I believe, K-A-L-M. Um, but there's a lot to actually unpack via a minute and a half long trailer. 
And I think the the most exciting thing is perhaps the dialogue in the trailer. There's a conversation happening between Cloud and Tifa about where things are in this storyline. And I don't want to go into spoilers too, too heavily because Colin has lost a bet with me. He did not think that this would be announced. And therefore, we will be recording a full spoiler discussion of the Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate package. So the original, not the original game, but the original remake game, as well as the Integrate DLC, will have a, a lengthy two-hour-plus conversation about everything involved in that where spoilers will be completely on the table and we'll be making all kinds of predictions and I, honestly using this trailer quite a bit to inform some of the stuff that we talk about when we talk about Final Fantasy 7 Remake because the things that happen in the third act of that game are absolutely insane um, yeah the announced time frame for 7 Rebirth is next winter yeah Winter so 2023. Pretty loose. There was a... I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake had a lot of different release dates, and for a very long time, when we finally had something, like, completely ironed out, was in the early months of COVID in 2020. It was supposed to be March of 2020, which had that date for, like, a good six or seven months, I want to say. At the last minute, it was pushed an extra month, and it released in April of 2020. And I think if we're... we're probably looking at three or four years uh, how many would it be it'd be it'd be four years essentially if it came out in april of 2024 yeah um i think that hoping for holiday season of next year is asking a little much if we say winter i guess it's any time between november of 2023 and april of 2024 my guess is that we're looking at that four year time span for sure yeah yeah really really exciting very good reveal, and definitely out of nowhere, a nice late addition to the roster. There were a couple of those. Mm -hmm. Always a pleasure. Go ahead and add those whenever you'd like, Square Enix. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about the Final Fantasy 25th anniversary as we get further down our list. But speaking of late additions to the party, there was another quick conference that was added last minute in addition to the PlayStation events and the uh, Xbox and Summer Game Fest there was a Capcom event um, this was, hmm. it wasn't revealed at the Capcom event am I right? It was yeah it was elsewhere. revealed at the PS State of Play the State of Play and then it was followed yeah. up on they showed talked about it a little bit more at the Capcom event but yeah it was next uh, up on your list the State of Play Resident Evil 4 yep. remake re4 remake. remake yeah Can't what do you make of this um so i played resident evil 8 decided i want to go play through the whole series played re1 oh. remake re2 remake re3 remake tried to play re4 and it i don't want to say it sucks but it's hard to maneuver it, don't we'll worry it, it doesn't suck <laughs> it it doesn't hold up mechanically nowadays unless you've been playing mm. it since you, it came out, right? It was very hard for me to get through. I got probably a third of the way through. Mm -hmm. um, and I just was like, I'm tired of this. I'm done. I'm going to wait until the remake comes. So, super excited, because I loved all the other RE games that I played. Uh, so, that seeing a remake for this has me absolutely, like, yeah. nuts. I'm so excited. I love RE of what I've played. Um, and I can't wait for more. I, uh, I I don't really have anything like, uh, I don't know, 
mind-boggling on on this reveal no revelations i, uh, I i'm yeah. pretty big on resident evil 4 there is not a resident evil game that they could announce that would make me more excited for a resident evil game than the resident yeah. evil 4 remake it's the one that i feel like just kind of hit at the right time it's the one that I, the only one i think that i've actually played all the way through uh, i did five as well but that's even so that's, that's are you gonna game. play this remake all the way through probably not i think i think part of resident evil 4's appeal to me was it was just kind of that look and feel of like just unrealistic enough and if i've learned anything from resident evil 2 and 3 remake it's that mm. that's not an issue anymore <laughs> it feels pretty yeah. realistic and pretty scary so i think some of like the the campiness that i found acceptable in the resident evil 4 game that i played initially is going to be absent from this and i think it'll just scare the pants off of me so i will yeah, very happily possible. watch you stream it i think is yeah. a, about all i need i'm happy with my original resident evil 4 but it a cool is, reveal nonetheless yeah it is coming out in 2023 march 24th 2023 um yeah. and just uh, to kind of like loop back uh to how i was talking about different distance between remakes um, this came out in 2005, the original. Ooh, now it's come out in like eight different forms since then. Um, but then this new one will be in 2023. So what, that's a 18 year difference. Yeah. They so. pumped out that VR version just in time to uh, cash in yeah. one last time. <laughs> yep. Pretty wild. But yeah, exciting little reveal. Um, just real quick, Resident Evil 8 DLC, because it didn't really make either of our lists, but it was announced at that Capcom event as well. Exciting to you? Yeah, yeah. Shadows of Rose, I think. It's a mm -hmm. third-person-only DLC, so it's going to be more like the remakes uh, than RE8. Um, along with that, they announced you can play the entirety of RE8 in third-person with yeah, the that's DLC cool pack. As well. So that's cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of people I've seen the discourse online being hell of a fucking time jump um uh, not everyone's thrilled with the idea of like i'm not sure how yeah. self-contained it's gonna be but you know if important characters start popping up 20 25 years into the future and then you know they start shoehorning resident evil 9 in between resident evil 8 and the resident evil 8 dlc things can get iffy with timelines and kind of questionable and it creates a little bit of a well, I, I think they found the perfect way around that is it takes place in her head. It's like a it's like a dream thing. Got it. It's uh it's not in the real world. It's like a like a nightmare almost. Got um it. so yeah. Cool. You can have characters pop up in her head that technically aren't there in the real world, so you don't have to worry about it in the timeline. Nice. Nice. All right. Moving on. Let's take a look at you're never going to believe this, but we're on number one for you is Last of Us. Number two for you is Resident Evil. Number one for me is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Number two for me is Final Fantasy sixteen. Now, this feels like it's a little weird because that state of play happened like a good week early on like the mm -hmm. Summer Game Fest and Xbox Bethesda week. And then the Final Fantasy VII one happened a good week late. So there was like almost two and a half weeks between these announcements. So it almost feels like Final Fantasy XVI's big trailer and re-reveal, if you will, has not waned in like excitement or anything like that, but it just feels like a decent amount of time has passed. Uh, but if you watched our reaction video, both of us went pretty fucking nuts for this game. It is nice yeah. to see back in action. There had been almost a year and a half of silence. The last time we saw this game was when it was announced with 
a pretty impressive trailer that had gameplay and everything. And then they showed us some more gameplay this time around, and they did not disappoint. Where do you stand on Final Fantasy 16 hype? The only Final Fantasies you've played are the more modern ones. You've played 15, 7 Remake, and end of list, right? Uh, Strangers of Paradise, excuse you. Oh my fucking you. god, I haven't even played that. <laughs> um, I'll buy it release day. Yeah, I'll play it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. It yeah. really had an awesome showing. It was introduced by Naoki Yoshida, who is my boy, Yoshi P, who runs basically um, Final Fantasy XIV online. I mean, obviously with a gigantic team. But uh, he is the lead producer on this, and they announced as well... Um, a man by the name of Soken is doing the soundtrack for it. And if you haven't seen the trailer for Final Fantasy 16, do check out the trailer online and crank that volume up because the absolutely ridiculous sound design and music is knocking. Um, they showed off a healthy amount of, I mean, pretty hard to follow story beats that they were kind of showing off and it's tough to kind of tell what's happening in the game but they showed off some really interesting battle stuff where you're not really seeing much of a party per se and you're seeing summons that look like they're in almost like a fucking kaiju fight right yeah i was about to say kaiju yeah it's really really bizarre it's going to be a game that i think will be shown in a very big way again sometime in the near future because there's still despite seeing it twice in action twice there's still a lot of questions as to how this game performs and how it plays and what's actually happening it looks like it's somewhere in between final fantasy 15 and 7 remake as far as the battle system goes looks action oriented but there's just some really interesting ui features and some funky stuff going on where at some points it cuts away and it looks like a godzilla video game or like a Tekken fighting game or something like that but really really a spectacle a uh, huge huge emphasis on the summons it seems like what people are gathering is that your party members each have their own summon and they go morphin time style into these gigantic kaijus but big emphasis on the summons no matter what what else uh, yeah. are you seeing with didn't 16 they, uh, didn't they rename summons into like assists or something it's archons maybe uh, uh, i'm not sure it's not summons it's not uh shit they call them primals they always have a different name but yeah we're gonna call them summons from here on out but they'll always be summons in our hearts as final fantasy mm -hmm. fans but truly a spectacular trailer and a great showing for final fantasy 16 uh a lot of people thought this game was so far along when we saw it a year and a half ago perhaps we're going to see it by the end of the year they were holding out hope early 2023 uh, which is goddamn yeah. a fucking theme in a lot of the games that we're seeing here it almost feels like I don't know I, I mean COVID obviously fucked up a lot of video game release schedules but there's this like trend that's happening it happened last year at the beginning of this year we got so many gigantically big releases uh, right at the beginning of the year and then the end of the year kind of pales in comparison when you start looking at what that november december you know october area looks like it's almost weaker than like january february march of yeah. this year and it looks like it's tough to tell what holiday 2023 looks like but it's looking like a strong start to 2023 as well mm -hmm. pretty cool 
I mean, depending on what time of year it is, it won't feel so cool in November of this year, but it'll feel great at the beginning of next year, I assure you. I assure you. All right, let's get to arguably the best looking in its genre, but goddamn, did it have some competition this time around. Uh, Next up on (laughs) your list is the Callisto Protocol. Take it away, man. I'm out on this one. So, uh, the Callista Protocol is developed by Glenn, Glenn Schofield. Glenn Schofield. I've heard it pronounced both ways. I, I, you know, I'd love to ask the guy, how do you pronounce your last name? Yeah. We'll, we'll say Schofield, because I like that better. <laughs> uh, anyways, it, it's Striking Distance Studios. It's actually like a PUBG subsidiary. It, um, oh, yeah. So, this is the one that used to be part of PUBG's universe, right? Yeah, it used to be in, like, the distant future of PUBG's universe. And then they're so like, weird. actually... That's just kind of pointless. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it's it's from the original creator of Dead Space. Yeah. So you know the vibes that you're you're looking at. You know it's it's very Dead Spacey, which is a, a compliment in, in all regards. Um, so this game, a couple of fun facts. The the team they they spent I think they said two or three years working on the gore systems in this game. And they studied, like, videos of real-life tragedies of, like, people being crushed by buildings on video or, like, people getting stepped on by, like, horses or stuff to study how the body breaks down so they could make it more realistic in-game. So it's going to be very, very, very intense. Uh, From what we've seen in the game already, it's extremely intense uh, and, like, uh, disturbing. But I'm excited about this game. I love freaky stuff like this. Um, I'll be scared out of my pants playing it, but I, I can't wait. Uh, I'm super excited for this game. It's, yeah. its release date is December 2nd, 2022. So right for the holiday, uh, yeah. right before the holiday. Um, and and it's, it's worth mentioning the Dead Space remake is coming out January 27th, 2023. So about a month yeah. later you know nearly two months later we're getting basically the same game so december release dates always really worry me they always Mm. feel like oh we gotta get it out before the holiday season it's not ready for that ripe early november release date we gotta get it done by this deadline just uh, these days it just feels like cyberpunk's release window is cursed (laughs) i don't think it'll be an issue i I honestly from an outside perspective having zero interest in this just from having an interest in like video game news and production that a lot of people are really fired up about this game it's new ip and it's tough to get people excited for new ip sometimes but it has the right minds behind it every time they show it it looks good people are hyped up i i have high hopes for it i'm excited for you guys you know it does look good. It, it, I can't wait. It's one of my yeah. most anticipated right now. Definitely. You're you're not alone in those thoughts. Now, you're not going to believe this, but my next most highly anticipated guess. game from the show. Can you guess the franchise it might be from? Uh, Kingdom Hearts? You're so close. It's oh. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion excellent name mm. um at this point anybody listening or watching this is sick of me talking about final fantasy i'll make it short and sweet but this is a really exciting announcement uh for final fantasy 7 fans for final fantasy fans in general this game is a it is not it's really tough to call this game a remake 
because you have Final Fantasy VII Remake that exists that's done, you know, to the nines and is really, really a remake. It's also not worth calling this a remaster because it's way more than that. It looks a lot better. The coat of paint, if it's a remaster, is absolutely insane. I want to call it somewhere between a remaster and a remake because we've seen what remasters are for Final Fantasy games. And they are basically, here's some HD textures and some, you know, better character models. This is more than that. This game looks really, really good, but it does not look like <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's coming out for all platforms, not just PlayStation 5 as Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is so far. Um, it's a remake of a PSP game, and the reason why it's so exciting is because this game was locked in time on the PSP for a very, very long time, to the point of if you didn't have a PlayStation Portable or a Vita, you were not playing this video game. The only possible way to do it would be through emulation if you were not an owner of those consoles, which we do not endorse here. Can't see it if you're listening, but I winked really hard. Um, but it's nice to have this game unlocked, and the story is ridiculously important to Final Fantasy VII lore. It takes place before Final Fantasy VII. It stars Zack. The second lead could be argued that it's Aerith, which is exciting, and... Back when Final Fantasy VII was having its like little 10-year resurgence, 15-year resurgence, when it was having like Advent Children and Dirge of Cerberus, this was arguably the cream of the crop from all of that stuff. And if you've played Final Fantasy VII Remake, if you're excited for Rebirth, it is hugely, 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 I cannot emphasize that any, emphasize that more, uh, hugely important to the stories of those games. So, really cool to have that so, back. Let me ask you... It, it yeah, you go. What's up? Well, oh, I was going to say, it makes sense for them to make some changes here. If they made changes in the remakes, then they might make some changes in Reunion to kind of fit in with it mm. better. Interesting so story. So it's not just uh, Interesting the theory. old... I yeah. feel like it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel like there's going to be anything different here. It doesn't feel like it's going to take the remake path and be like a secret sequel. It does feel like this is just a nice shiny coat of paint with maybe some quality of life features tacked onto it. It feels like it's going to be significantly more faithful. I think when all is said and done, Crisis Core Reunion will be much more similar to Crisis Core than 7 Remake will be yeah. to 7. Um, I, I think I think their biggest problem is going to be if they if the story of Crisis Core lines up perfectly with Remake, mm then that's fine but if it doesn't and it causes confusion all the new people on re7 remake are going to be confused by reunion because it's on final they're going to be like oh yeah. more final fantasy 7 but this doesn't make sense to the story that i just played it, it will yeah yeah it'll fit in very very well um anybody okay. that's uh, that's what actually not a bad jumping off point because what i was going to ask you is having no history with the original Final Fantasy VII and only really being privy to the Final Fantasy VII remake stuff, where does your excitement level fall for this? Um, I think it's pretty low. I mean, I'm not looking at it and be like, Ugh, I don't want to play that. Right. Um, but I, I have heard the original game was really grindy. Um, and like there were like puzzles and like encounters that pop up all the time. Um, it's random battles so, for sure. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably hold off on this until all of the remakes are out and then maybe i'll go back and check it out and see what's up disagree uh you should you should play it i really think that you would like it it is a jrpg and i think 
it's probably worth me talking about the base game since I have some knowledge on it. The coolest part about Final Fantasy Crisis Core is its battle system. So despite what you're saying being true in that there is random battles and it is a little bit grindy, um, the best part about the game, arguably outside of the story, is the battle system. It's cool to run around the world and to do your quests and whatnot, but every time that screen starts up and you have a new enemy encounter, the way that it takes turn-based and action RPG tropes and kind of turns them on their head a little bit is really really unique and interesting there is it feels as much like final fantasy 7 originals battle system as possible while being wholly different the entire thing is operated off of a roulette system which sounds yeah. bizarre but it really really works well and it makes every it's there's something about roulette machines vegas has it figured out gambling is popular for a reason those roulette machines pump out money because people like seeing things spin and they like to hit it big and it works the same way in those battles the second that thing starts spinning you're like oh fuck yeah let's get those spins going it plays man super fun yeah um really really can't wait to uh to dive into that game again and it's been too long it's been locked on that playstation portable for far too long I'll Let's check it in. out. Yeah. Um, before we get into our next one, it's worth talking about how we kind of structured this. Um, we're kind of going down each other's lists right now, one by one. The numbers will get looser. We're not numbering them or anything like that. We're kind of just going in general excitement. There is some overlap, though. For example, if uh, Colin hadn't picked this one up as one of his most excited, probably would have made my list, too. And that game, Starfield. Starfield. Finally had its big the party. The game... Man. Starfield is the game that people are getting mad at me saying that I'm not excited enough for it. I'm one of those and I put people. it on you my aren't. list. Yeah, you're, you, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about it, right? Um, I, you know how Bethesda games are. Um, the showing was good, um, but I think it could have been better. Um, sure. The, the, uh, the frame rate was kind of rough, and I, I hope they can figure that out surely they can i was kind of watching it and i was like maybe maybe this is just running on like a xbox one and it'll run better on on an actual series x but uh no um but no it looks good i'm, I'm excited uh, i want skyrim in space i want to be able to go and play the the main path and all the factions and stuff and i'm excited to build my own ship that was probably the coolest thing that they showed in this reveal um yeah. can't say the the space battles didn't impress me very much and the more I sit on it, the more I am worried about the explore over a thousand planets. Yeah, I know a lot of people talking about that. I'm, I, I'm worried because Bethesda's thing is let's shoot for the stars, and if we miss, uh, then oh well, you know. Um, if we miss, they, we'll land on the moon. They shoot too high sometimes. Yeah, or one of a thousand yeah. planets. Yeah, or one of the thousand planets. They shoot too high sometimes. Mm. And and I think it's good that they're shooting high, but they they need to just do what they're good at. And and some would say they're good at doing too much. I I, I don't know. Um I I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm going to play this game day 1 naturally. I always say that I, I and I do. Um but uh you, you know, after fallout 4 being kind of a letdown and fallout 76 being a big letdown uh they got sure. they got some goodwill to win back um and i hope yeah. this game can do it i think this one 
is something that I am basically out on Bethesda stuff I've found. I don't always love the things that they put together. I think that my favorite thing that they've ever done is Elder Scrolls Skyrim. And I only played that for the first time like a year ago. I just know yeah. the games are sometimes too big for me. There's too much going on. I forced you to. You did force me to. And I'm not, I don't regret it. And I also played Elder Scrolls the wrong way, as they say. Uh, I just beelined the MSQ main story quest yeah. and beat it in like 13 hours. And I liked what I played of it. Um, I do get worried that this game is too big. I get overwhelmed with games like that. But that being said, I've also put 100 hours into No Man's Sky, which has nothing but barren planets. Um, yeah. It's a big question mark for me, but I've found that I like a sci-fi epic. I'm a Star Wars fan through and yeah. through. Mass Effect is one of my favorite franchises of all time. I see a lot of the DNA of both of those. I think about what they did right with Elder Scrolls and the way that I liked the way that that game played. I think that there's going to be something here for me. But Yeah. It's, and and, and it I think part like... of the problem with my hype is there's no background for me to get excited off of. If it was Elder yeah. Scrolls 6 and they said you could go to a thousand planets, I'd probably be much more excited. Right. Um, but but it's, it's just something new and I don't have anything to base it off of. So yeah. we'll see. I'm, I'm going to play it and I'm going to love it more than likely. Um, but I'm just kind of kicking back. I don't know. I, I'm a little worried they're shooting too far, but sure. They can no. keep delaying it until they're ready, so... I get it. I get it for sure. All right. Do you, do you think Starfield will be out within the next year? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. I feel like... um. Sure. I feel like lately... Wasn't there... Bethesda's pretty good at that. I feel like they're usually pretty solid at, like shutting the fuck up until it's go time. If I remember correctly, I was working at GameStop back in the day when Fallout, the Fallout 4 was announced. 4 announcement. And wasn't that like game without out within seven months or some, some, something crazy like yeah, that? Yeah, they announced it at E3 and released it in November, I believe. Yeah, so that's a, um, that's a fast turnaround. Yeah. Um, a little worrisome that they haven't shown anything until now as far as that goes, but I, I don't know. Um, I... It's tough to get a frame of reference on this game and how far along it is because I think they announced it too early and they didn't have anything mm -hmm. to show for it for a very long time. But same thing happened well, with Final Fantasy VII Remake and look how that sucker turned out. Well, and, and literally in an interview, Todd Howard said, yeah, we're working on Starfield and we just now put Elder Scrolls Six into pre-production. And then after that, we're going to be working on Fallout 5. It's hey, like, dude, you don't have to tell us these things 20 years in advance i don't mind that if i was a fallout fan i'd be amped to just know okay cool that's what we're getting next and i think that that's the right way to do it i honestly i i, I like that i wish more yeah, people I don't. would do that i wish nomura would say hey we're doing final fantasy 7 remake uh we're doing rebirth that's going to come out first after that it's kingdom hearts 4 and then we'll get back to the final fantasy remake trilogy like that would bring me i'd be like ah all right cool I know what to get excited for. I know my hype levels and where they should be. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I guess just talking about something 20 years away doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, but I get it. Then again, if it were if it were like Sucker Punch being, yeah, we're going to do Ghost of Tsushima and then an Infamous and then a Sly Cooper game, I'd be like, okay, See? let's go. See? It's so, dope, man. <laughs> Give us yeah, your plans. I don't know. And then let us well, hold you to them. Yeah. Yeah, we'll nice. see. We're officially the podcast that spent the least amount of time talking about Starfield, and I'm really proud of us for that. <laughs> All right. My next game is Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter Six had 
a hell of a showing, man. I absolutely loved what they showed off. Never backing down. The song is dope. The song is so dope. Oh my god. Um, so this was debuted at the Sony event, and they went balls to the wall. At first, it was almost tough to tell what game they were showing. The trailer opens up on like a neo-futuristic city that we end up finding out you can play a third-person single-player adventure game in. So fucking cool. And that is really just the tip of the iceberg of the things that they showed. We knew that it was Luke and Ryu as announced characters. We saw the Ryu uh, redesign at the last time they showed Final, uh, Final Fantasy <laughs> Street Fighter 6. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's daddy now, for sure. And then Luke was the last DLC character for Street Fighter 5, and they announced him as the last DLC character, saying he's going to be the face of Street Fighter going forward. They are staying true to their word. It looks like it's kind of equal billing. It's Ryu versus Luke in this game. They also showed off a redesigned Toon Lee, and oh my god, mm. it is the coolest looking outfit for Chun Li that I think I've ever seen in my life. I think the redesign is spot on. They also showed one new character named Jamie, who's kind of like a almost like an Eddie Gordo style dancer, if you know your Tekken, but also has like some Boraicho vibes, like Drunken Master stuff, if you know your Mortal Kombat. Really interesting looking character. And then they showed again at Summer Game Fest, they're doing a great job of trickling out information for this game. So they showed it at the showcase for PlayStation at the State of Play. Then just a week and a half later at Summer Game Fest, they had an exclusive trailer that revealed Guile, another returning character. And they've been doing a great job with the marketing, kind of trickling out, here's this returning character, here's this new character, here's this music video for the song, here's Ryu's theme on YouTube, you can listen to the whole three minute thing. It's just a really nice package that they're putting together. Uh, the thing that we're not talking about is probably the most important part, and that's <laughs> the actual fighting in the game. I'm not a very deep fighting game player. I am not out here competing in EVO. I am one of those individuals that played a lot of Street Fighter when I was a kid. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought I was good because I beat all of my friends that I knew in real life. And at the arcades, I used to, you know, hold it down pretty well. Then the internet was invented, and I played Street Fighter Online for the first time and realized that I'm absolute dog shit, and I shouldn't even be playing them. So I really hop into these games to fight some friends for a couple weeks when they come out, check out the new character when it's released via DLC, and that's pretty much the extent of it. Uh, everything that I've heard as far as coverage goes on the actual fighting system itself, I watch a lot of Maximilian Dude, if you know your big Twitch streamers, he's kind of the authority on fighting games. Um, and everyone is saying that it plays incredibly well. A lot of uh, Street Fighter Three Third Strike vibes, which is one of the best Street Fighter games ever created and my hype levels are truly through the fucking roof for this thing seems like a really comprehensive package and it looks like they're doing it the right way do you have any history with street fighter at all uh no not really i don't know that much about street fighter but i do know that they have updated the controls to a more modern control set for this yes. game so it's going to be smash easier Brothers for style. Like, newcomers to pick up yeah yeah so there's no more i'm sure there's a classic control style where i can still do my little rotation and throw my hadokens but there's basically like a special move button and if you hit up in that button down in that button back in that button you'll perform you know some of these things were a little more hyper intensive for newcomers in the past so evening the playing field a bit i think is a really really great idea for them 
because there's yeah. a lot of casual people that are getting into fighting games because of things like Smash Brothers. And I think they'll have the ability to maybe jump into Street Fighter and have a easier time because that's one of the things that can be really off-putting. Even for somebody that's put in time and learned some combos like me, it sucks to go online and be destroyed um, just because you don't move your thumb as fast on the left D-pad as the person, you know, who knows where yeah. is fighting against you. So evening that playing field a little bit maybe is the right move. We shall see. But... Really good showing. Super excited for that third-person adventure mode. Um, I think that's one of the bigger problems with fighting games is that they're always like a little bit of a one-trick pony. I remember my dad back in the day used to get on me. I could only get a limited amount of video games in the you know a given time frame. I couldn't just have yeah. everything that I want. I couldn't just spend my money because it wasn't my money. It was my parents. And my dad used to fucking get on me. He's like, I'm not buying you another Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat because you play them for two weeks and then you're fucking done with them. Get something with a story. Get something that's long that you'll enjoy for a long time and you won't be bugging me again in a couple of weeks. And I was like, oh, fucking fine. Fair point, Dad. And it really is, Papa Twitching. But... Yeah. He usually came through and hooked it up with a fighting game every once in a while. I got my Street Fighters on. My Mortal Kombat's <laughs> on. <laughs> but they're bad, at, they're bad with those games, too, because they'll release, like, Mortal Kombat 4, then Mortal Kombat 4 Gold, and Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting Edition, Championship Edition. They, they nickel and dime you pretty bad these days. But mm -hmm. overall, great showing for Street Fighter 6. Next up is a great one for your list. And a great yeah. one for the video game community as a whole. We finally saw Hollow Knight Silk Song. I'm excited. Uh, um, also, I, I never realized that it was titled Hollow Knight Silk Song. For some reason, I thought it was just Silk Song. But Silk Song, um, yeah. You know? I think they need yeah, that. I, I don't know if there's enough, like... I don't know. I don't think you can just call it Silk Song and get the sales that you need if you don't yeah, probably not. You need Hollow, to Hollow you need to attach the name, on. probably. Especially with how um, like, popular Hollow Knight's become, and it's got yeah. legs. Yeah, it's one of. I mean, it's probably. I mean, it's definitely in the top ten Metroidvanias ever, right? I would say. Eh, there's a lot of Metroids and a lot of Castlevanias in there too, but I think you might be right. It's the only modern one I think that has a shot. Yeah, I mean, maybe Metroid Dread, but you know, uh, um, I think. Yeah. All right. Oh, you're not a fan? I'm going to get fucking Dread? snobby over here, but no, no, you continue. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this game. I'm so it's It was shown at the Xbox event, which was super surprising. Um, I thought for Everybody sure it would be like had a this Nintendo, for Nintendo event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, I'm, I'm taking it wherever I can get it because people have been waiting for so long for this game. Uh, yep. There was a trailer a couple of years ago i don't even know when it was so long ago uh and we've been all putting on our clown shoes every presentation expecting it to show up and it never did until now and i can't i tell you i can't wait i mean that, game that, pass that's day the recurring one. do what game pass day one yeah yeah game pass day one it's exciting um I'll be playing it on my Switch because I feel like that's where I'd like to play Metroidvanias. For the record, um, for we don't people... have it confirmed for Switch. Yeah, but it'll be I on know. Switch. It does. It feels yeah. like a Switch game. It does. Yeah, it'll be on Switch. Um, but I, uh, I, I know I just keep saying to all my games like I can't wait, but that's just kind of how I feel right now. Like, yeah, uh, Silk Song. There's not a much to go on. There's no there release isn't. date for it. That's yet. actually the one criticism I have of this announcement is that there's no way it was arguably the right way to just like bring it back the announcement was not like look at this cool silk song footage it's hey it's silk song 
it, it exists. Yeah. We have it. Here it is. Finally, after all this time, they didn't need to show yeah. much, and they fucking knew that. I don't think there's yeah. anybody here that's like, well, I don't know. I'm gonna hold off my judgment until I see some more about Silk Song. People are fucking in, and they've been in for a while. It was all the headline needed to be is that like, hey, Silk Song's coming, and it fits in with the, uh, you know arguable release date window of in the next year from xbox we'll get to some more on that in just a little bit but yeah anything else on silk song again not that much to go off of i feel mm, like yeah not that much just i'm excited you know i'm here yeah for sure all right we're getting towards the end of our our hot lists if you will and i got a fucking weird one for you i got slope crashers on here all right, so this is an indie game. It's part of the Gorilla Collective show, which nobody watched, including myself. I had to find this game elsewhere after the fact. This is the coolest little video game. It is, here's the thing about Slope Crashers, is that sometimes you watch a game trailer and you just kind of know that this game is less than 20 bucks. And this is one of those games for sure, that is less than 20 bucks. Um, it is a weird snowboarding video game that falls somewhere in between like snowboard kids, which it, I think it has its closest DNA with. Um, Mario Kart got like Animal Crossing type characters. Uh, it's, it's a very, very bizarre looking game, but it's the closest thing that I've seen to SSX in a while. And the coolest part about this little indie game is you can go play it right this moment. You can download a comprehensive demo on Steam and check it out for yourself. Uh, it's over the top, it's colorful, it's fast paced, it's fun, it is low budget, it is not going to win any Game of the Year awards, but I had a hell of a time playing it for 25 minutes. That's really all I have to say about it. If you're into SSX and you like that type of snowboarding game where it's not realistic whatsoever, but it is just really, really fun, I can't recommend enough checking out Slope Crashers. You'll never touch it, right? Uh, no, I'll never touch it. <laughs> I get it. Hey, yeah. listen, not for it's, not for, it's not for everybody. It's not. But if you're listening to this and you go, oh man, I wish they'd make a new SSX. This is the closest you got, pal. Go and download that yeah. sucker. The, the one thing that makes me kind of want to play it is I'm on their website right now, and one of the characters is a lemur. I played his lemur. Um, yeah, the lemur, great. dude. Yeah. yeah. Really, really fun. Uh, honestly, if that game comes out and it has a good push behind it with, like, online multiplayer and cross-play and it hits the right platforms, I could see it doing, like, a Fall Guys type of thing where, like, if you and three friends yeah, could hop into this game for free in all race one night it would be a night of dumb fun and i bet they'd get some repeat customers and some people throwing some cash at them so pretty cool little game and i think probably the one on my list that i wanted to get something on there that maybe would be like news to somebody that was listening where like oh shit i haven't even heard about this fucking thing before all right next game on colin's list after the big hit that slow crashers was of course with him. big hit is Redfall a game that's going to be a big hit with me? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? No. You think so? I'm not sure. Okay. I thought you were into it at the showing. You know, it honestly doesn't look that offensive to me. Um, but you do the table setting here. I'll give you my opinions. Yeah, so Redfall is an arcane games game. Um, they made Dishonored, uh, Prey, 
Deathloop most recently. Um, I am I adore Arcane. I've spoken about them many times on this podcast. Uh, and, and and Redfall, it seems to not hit any of the things that I want from Arcane. Um, yeah. In in Arcane, okay. So Redfall is a open world, uh, almost it's a co- open world co op vampire shooter right um and it just doesn't I'm about to have my first yawn on game list yeah i know right um <laughs> not my first one <laughs> um <laughs> uh uh <laughs> God, I'm, i've lost my train of thought now um okay so it's um what, what i want from arcane games are single player linear ish you know um very stealth methodical games with multiple routes and stuff and uh just redfall doesn't seem to click any of those boxes for me and and the more i learn about it the less interested i am because i i've looked and you can play the game multiplayer with four players uh which is great but there's no campaign co-progress so like if you play a campaign mission and your buddies you're just helping uh, out game. your friend's game. Yeah, yeah. you, you don't get benefit for that. Kind of similar to, like, Dark Souls or Elden Ring, sure. but I think Elden Ring is better in that regard because it's more fun to beat a boss twice than it is to play a mission twice. Sure. Um, but anyways, if you're playing solo, you don't even have those companions with you. They're not there. There are no, there are no AI companions with you. Yep. So if you're solo, you're just solo. Um, and... I, I, this is developed by, or the, the director is Harvey Smith. His last game was Dishonored 2, which was probably my favorite game of theirs. And I expected so much from this game. I, I'm not impressed by the dialogue. I'm not impressed by what I see the gameplay is. I'm or not the impressed setting. you put it on your list so far. It sounds like it should be in um, Stinkers. Well, it's not in Stinkers because it's an arcane game. And I instinctively have a soft spot for arcane games, and I, I am being more down on this than I than I should be, just because it looks uh, I, I've, generic, man. It kind of does. Um, <laughs> and and I think now that I've started talking, I put it in best in show because it's arcane, right? Yeah. But now that I'm talking about it. I'm I'm realizing I'm less impressed with it than I was before. I think what's um, really interesting about Redfall is how much of a push it's getting from Microsoft. They are very... I don't know... I, I think that Microsoft is you in this scenario. I'm not sure how impressed they are with the game as much as how much faith they have in the studio and the minds behind it. I think that yeah. it's getting the push that it's getting because of the previous work and not because of the body of work here. And it closed out the last Microsoft Bethesda showcase and it opened this one. They are putting all their marbles into this fucking thing. And again, this just seems kind of like Game Pass fodder to me. It feels like it's the easy move to throw it up there, especially with that multiplayer aspect. Like that's how they'll get me where it's not the kind of like vampire horror game that's going to scare me. So it's, in the realm of possibility, almost like a Left 4 Dead where I could actually possibly enjoy this thing. Not something that I'm going to go and seek out to play myself, I don't think. But when you boot it up and you're like, I need three people to hop in, I'll be one of those people. You know, I'll give it a shot, yeah. especially because it's free and I have access to it. 
Yeah. I'm really bad at calling Game Pass free when I understand that there's like a $60 a year cost associated with it. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it's, you know, it's interesting to see how much they're buying into this thing. But I- I'm with you. I-, I don't think it looks impressive in any way. It looks like it's a bunch of ideas from other games all combined into one to make a package that feels like it's going to review in the sevens. Yeah, and I'm there because it is arcane, like you said. Yeah. Not because I'm super impressed with what I've seen so far. Uh, I'm there because I trust arcane. I love their games, and I want this to be a success. Sure. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it how it plays out. Put it on yeah. PlayStation. Maybe then I'll be more excited about it. Nice. What a you know, that was what, what a fucking world we live in. All right. All right. Moving forward, I got another weirdo game. But I think more people saw this weirdo game. This game is called yeah. Roller Drome. And this is one of those things where this would be on zero people's radar, but they got the right connections in the right places to slide themselves into a little slot in a showcase, get some eyes on their game that just looks cool and fun, man. This is a third-person rollerblading game with guns. I should stop the presentation there. You've heard <laughs> everything that you need to hear about Roller Drome. Um, it, it is absolutely ridiculous looking. Um, it's developed by Roll7, and Roll7 developed Oli Oli World, uh, oh. which is like the same art style, kind of, where yeah, it's almost like cell shaded. It does look like Sable, yes, indeed. Um, really really slick looking game and when it first came up i think a lot of people thought oh is this sable what the fuck am i yeah i did completely brand new thing all its own uh but it's somewhere like it's like tony hawk meets max Payne. uh it's being published by private division which is just a fancy word for take two a smaller little publishing house within that organization but it's got some really weird arena based stuff going on where you're doing tricks but you're also going into bullet time and shooting enemies there's blood and gore it is a bizarre looking video game and you know me i'm always looking for games that do different stuff like this is the antithesis of redfall (laughs) redfall is like here's a (laughs) bunch of ideas that have worked in other video games whereas this is like here's this completely new thing that nobody else is making like i don't think they're worried about the competition like there's going to be 25 vampire shooting games that come out in the next year i can guarantee you that we don't get another fucking rollerblading shooting game in the next 10 you know unless roller drone's a huge success in roller drone 2 roller drone 2 yeah it is a very cool very unique looking game and i am supremely excited for it uh coolest part it's really soon it's coming out in like two months oh really yeah it's august 16th that's awesome Ollie yeah. Ollie World came out recently as well, so they've been yeah, on Yeah, Ollie Ollie World is a sequel. I think a lot of people think that Ollie Ollie World is like the this brand new game, but Ollie Ollie had been around. Yeah. I think it started on Vita, I want to say. Um, like yeah, it did. Down, There's two Ollie Ollie Ollie's games, on Vita. Ollie Ollie and Ollie Ollie 2, and then Ollie Ollie World is Ollie Ollie 3. Ollie yeah. Ollie Ollie Ollie. How many times can Ollie, I say Ollie Ollie? Ollie, 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 Ollie. <laughs> say no, Ollie Ollie 10 times really fast. I don't. I just did, and I don't want to again. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. I don't want to. Don't make me. Um, That's the end of my list, arguably. I I was nice, though. I was nice, though. Even though we each picked six for our top games, I was looking at the list, and Colin had forgot to put one on there. And when he said it, I I started looking at things that he could potentially cut. 
and it all felt wrong. Although now in retrospect, I wish I would have made you put Redfall yeah. in stinkers. Yeah, I, I, um, I had a lot better thought. I thought I had a lot better thoughts about Redfall, but when I started hey, talking, listen, it just sometimes it takes spilling. a game list episode to realize you're not so hot on something. Happens yeah. to the best of us. That's um, for sure. so. A Plague Tale Requiem. I can't wait for this game. If you've never played a Plague Tale Innocence, go play it right now. It's a great story player. You know, uh, story uh, we're going to have to end this podcast. I need to go play Plague Tale. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll see you next time. See you later, guys. Um, Everybody tune out right now and go play Plague Tale. Yeah, don't come back until you finish it. Um, but okay. it has a wonderful story that you will not imagine where it goes from the start. Um, it is not what you expect. It defies expectations. Um, the rat mechanics, there are like millions of rats and they can't, won't get in the light. So you have to use light. And anybody that did, like, anybody that didn't tune out to go play it is now hitting the X and said, closing oh the app God, on their phone. Rats, to go, let's the go. rat mechanic. Let's fucking the best this. rat mechanic ever made. Um, <laughs> It's it's a game that I would kind of compare to Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice and like the level that it is. It's not AAA, but it has one heck of a story. The visuals are great, um, and you'll you'll love the characters that you come into contact with. In I actually game. got those two games mixed up for a long time. That first Plague Tale and Sinua both are like yeah. they have this like similar washed yeah, out visual feel them. to them. <laughs> that feels yeah. wrong. They they are like. I don't know. There are these games like Hellblade and this one. Both, I look at those games and I've seen them before and I think this one does a better job of showing you like, hey, this is what this game plays like. I look at those mm -hmm. games and I'm like, what type of games are those? Like, they almost looked like, I think I pegged both of those for like story-based visual walking simulators at first. Mm -hmm. But I think they're both more than that. Uh, it's a tough call. Yeah, they're definitely both more than that, but the gameplay on the first one of each of those uh, respective series are uh, it's lacking. The gameplay is lacking, but the story and the visuals and the characters are where it makes up for it. Um, Requiem is just a follow-up to the mm. first game, which left at a very good spot. Uh, I'm surprised they're actually making a sequel. It had a great ending, um, but it did so well, and here it is. So I'm excited to see where uh, Amicia, Amicia and Hugo go. Uh, and I want to. I wanna, I, I'm, I'm just so excited. There's so many games. I, I can't wait. Shout out to our Amicia and Hugo fans. Amicia. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing her name right. Could be wrong, but I bet we'll oh find well. out in this next one. Yeah, we will. Hugo's gonna call her by her name, and you'll know for sure. America. That's not my name, Hugo. <laughs> Perfect. Amicia. <laughs> uh, but no, it looked. It was a good showing. It, I felt like I had a better understanding of what that game had to offer than I ever had of its, you know, predecessor. Yeah. So. Yeah. Doing something right. But that concludes our list of our top games, our top pulls from this season of Summer Games Fun. But we're not done yet. We still got a lot to go. We're going to go through our honorable mentions, which are some of them are games. Some of them are more announcements subjects? slash ideas, subjects. Topics. Yeah. And then we got a couple stinkers at the end as well. Not bad. Stinkers. The first yeah, one Red Bull and stinkers that I have is, I mean, arguably this would probably be like my seventh thing that I'm like the hottest on if I was going to add one to my list, but I just threw it in honorable mention. I'm not like over the moon about this or anything like that, but I'm pretty excited for uh, 
Minecraft Legends. I I was surprised. This had a really funny announcement, and I don't know if it was deliberate or not, but it had this like really crazy trailer where it faded in. It was like a new game from the creators of Minecraft, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. What is Mojang going to do? Like, they're going to finally do another fucking video game? <laughs> it just like goes right into like a game that looks exactly like Minecraft, and it is just a Minecraft mm-hmm. fucking spinoff. It was yep. fine. But um, it, honestly, we don't have that much to go off of. But we do know that it is a strategy, action strategy game in the Minecraft universe. All we have to go off of is Minecraft Dungeons, I think. And Minecraft Dungeons is a really well-made video game. I've played that a couple times, and it's super, super entertaining. I'm a fan of yeah. the action strategy genre, so I'm likely going to be a fan of this. All the signs point to get hype. <laughs> so, interesting little trailer, nice little presentation, very light on gameplay. Excited to see what this will have in the future. I'm not sure if it's going to be... I think the the way that Minecraft Dungeons and Minecraft proper differentiate each other is like Minecraft proper is obviously a super unique like do anything make your own video game thing where Minecraft Dungeons is a super linear experience there's not that much as far as customization goes I hope this falls somewhere in the center if it's strategy and I'm building up towns and things like that it could be interesting to see how much flexibility there is which kind of excites me about it yeah Minecraft Dungeons is like a Diablo light it is yep for sure it's good action never action looter it it's yeah. worth it's worth uh checking out i never finished it either but i played it with friends a couple times and i had a good time so what yeah. more could you really ask for um let's get into one of your honorable mentions one that took me by surprise goat yeah. simulator 3 yeah so to to cast your mind back the trailer opened up it said Jeff Keighley was like, hey, this is from a developer in a game that we haven't heard from in a long time. And we're like, no way. Is this Di- or Dead Island 2? Because like it opens up with the frame. exact same trailer. And yeah. then it gets to his face and you're like, oh, the did they, they done? The yeah, what's happening here? Yeah. Um, so then you continue to go thinking it's Dead Island 2 with different graphical style until you start seeing goats flying around in the background. And we're like, oh my god, we've been we've been tricked. This is Goat Simulator 2. It was and clever. I gotta end, give him credit. Yeah, and then at the end they're like, oh no, this isn't Goat Simulator 2. This is Goat Simulator 3! They just completely <laughs> skipped 2. And I, I don't know why nobody's done that before, but it's genius. It, I mean, it's stupid, but it's genius. Yeah, um, it is dumb. And they they absolutely played us at every turn for that announcement. Um, the original Goat Simulator was fun. It was just like a dumb, fun yeah. game sometimes. I actually got I, platinum on that game. No interest. I've never played it. But as far as game goes, are you genuinely excited you'll play this game? Uh, when it's if it's a, if if it's like free, I'll play it. Yeah, I won't be spending yeah. like sixty bucks on it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I just um, liked the announcement. The announcement itself was genius. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah, the, we're going to run through these pretty quick. Uh, my next one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge release date. Um, we've already seen so much about this game. We knew it was coming. When? 
was the big question. They had just told us summer. The answer was exactly a week later. We're now recording this on June 21st. It came out on June 16th. This game is out, available. It's on Game Pass. And, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about it a lot on the next game list. But it's as uh... close as you can get to Shadow Drop without being a Shadow Drop. One week from the announcement of the release date to this game is now playable is a really, really hot ticket. It would have been awesome if they said, hey, go get it right now. But... Yeah. I'll take a one week window for sure. Yeah. For sure. But really cool little uh little bonus there because I was already all in on that game and the fact that it was just immediately available for me or really quickly available for me. Good presentation. We love to see it. Uh next one for you is Fort Solus, which I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I don't know what the fuck Fort Solus is, other than the fact that I remember the name i was like oh yeah i think i saw the show so what the fuck is yeah it? fort i think it's i think it's fort solace but i don't really think the pronunciation matters that much uh i'm probably gonna refer to it as fort solace um but also i turns out i was pronouncing trek to yomai incorrectly evidently it is yomi oh you um, fucking made me look like a jackass i still think it's yomai though but whatever it's the Nomai curse from... Yeah, I've heard everyone call it Yomi, but I'm like, that doesn't sound right. It's got to be Yomai. But anyways, Fort Solace. I think it's Yome. Um, Yome. 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 Check to Yome. That's um, <laughs> Fort Solace has uh, Troy Baker and Roger Clark in it, which is, you know, Troy Baker has done everything under the sun, including Joel from The Last of Us. Oh, West. this is that uh, one, where the whole thing was on the fucking... Oh yeah, yeah the, it's ver- on Mars. the verbs are important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're you're trapped on like a base in Mars. It's another survival horror space game, evidently. Uh, and Roger Clark is from Red Dead Redemption Two. He plays Arthur Morgan. Um, so this game, I, I I mean, it gives me vibes of, of course, Dead Space. There were lots of games at the Summer Games Fest that was like space survival horror. Here you go, um, but. This game was really red. I don't remember if you remember the trailer, but like every shot was red and monotone mm. red and black, just red. Um, and I just really enjoyed the vibe of it. It reminded me of the mission in The Last of Us Part Two when you're in the metro and the flares are up and it's just black and red. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the vibe of it. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. There was no release date announced. We don't know that much about it. Um, but I'm into it and I like Roger Clark and Troy Baker. I like Roger Clark. (laughs) Listen, I like Troy Baker as a performer. I don't know about him personally. I I could care less. Although he didn't Uh, wear socks in his shoes that day. So that was kind of, yeah, tough look, bro. Those are going to be some stinkers. You got to take care of your Mm. dogs, bro. Take care of your dogs. That's what we always say over here on Game List. Uh, my next, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my next pick is uh, honorable mention to the collaboration between Riot Games and Game Pass. I think this is like a small blip on the show, 
and a hugely mutually beneficial business move for both of these companies. Essentially, what you need to know is that Riot Games is now partnered with Game Pass, and starting soon, if you have a Game Pass subscription, which many, many people do, and if you play League of Legends, which many, many people do, you get every champion unlocked for free. I think it's going to be something that drives Game Pass subscribers to League. I think it's going to be th something that drives League players to Game Pass. A lot of kids play League of Legends. A lot of them have to ask their parents for riot points or whatever the fuck they're called. And I think that it's going to be a much easier sell for them to say, can I have $15 so that I can get the one month subscription and do that every month? As opposed to them saying, can I have $20 in points to buy a fucking skin? Um, it also yeah. comes with benefits to the portable version of League, Teamfight Tactics, Valorant, which is same deal. Hugely, hugely popular to unlock all of those agents. Um, just a really cool collaboration and a smart business move among many from both of those companies that seem to make smart business moves quite often. So, um, I just want to bring up a joke that I thought was really funny on our live reaction. I think I said, or you said, that they were assembling, Microsoft was assembling the infinity gauntlet of developers that that sexually harassed their staff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Microsoft's fucking plunking in their infinity stones yeah. of all of the all the developers that sexually harass people on the jobs. They got Activision, go. they got Blizzard. We just gotta get <laughs> they fucking. Got they got Ubisoft, and they're gonna snap every woman <laughs> yeah. out of the working yeah. world. Fucking yeah. nightmare, dude. Terrible. Oh, jeez. Terrible. Yeah. All right. I but, thought it was. Uh, I think it's for the better because you know. I do, Microsoft I do. Microsoft seems to have it together, so the more that they absorb these companies with these shitty practices, hopefully they can clean up <laughs> their act and be a little better. No, nah, man, they're just dirty in the water at this point. Fucking nightmare. All right. <laughs> on, to, on to more appropriate things. Yeah. Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels, baby. Yeah, let's go. So, in on this, uh, is this yours or mine? It's mine. No, I think it's ours. Well, it's on my list, but sure, it's ours. All right. I'm excited. Um, Me I actually too. didn't play... I've never played any of the Forza Horizon expansions. Me So either. I'm excited to pick up this Hot Wheels expansion, and we're going to have to stream it one night because we had yeah. a great time streaming Forza Horizon 5 yeah. once. Horizon 5 uh, was and a blast. I, I hope they've worked out all their multiplayer crap now. I'm um, sure it's going to be on fire, yeah. Yeah. They've had and, the time to do it. Yeah, Hot Wheels was just like part of my childhood. I had all sorts of Hot Wheels cars, yeah. uh, so I'm definitely picking this up, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have a great and, time. I mean, Forza is already arcadey and it handles well, and having all of these like tracks in the sky and doing loops and shit like that, adding mm -hmm. that like even more unrealistic element onto their arcade racer is just such a I love perfect it. fit. It's one of those things where like you already know that the base game is there, and all you need to do is announce the theme of the DLC, and it's like you can already feel it, and you already know how good it is. It's going to be a blast. Yep. It's going to be great. Super excited. And they already did it for Forza Horizon 3. So some mm -hmm. people are like, oh, you already did this. But it's like, shut up. We want yeah. to enjoy Hot Wheels, man. It doesn't matter. It's going to be know. good. Our so. last honorable mention. Please welcome to the show Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima. -san, Kojima. A pleasure to have you here. <laughs> it does kind of uh, look like he's part of the podcast right now. He, right? he does. Hello, if Mr. you're Kojima. watching the video um, thing, it's just like a picture of Kojima addressing the camera. 
It's a. He looks fit. very disapproving with that. that we look should just on make this face. the thumbnail and title this thing on YouTube: "Interview with Hideo Kojima." And everyone will think, <laughs> "Hideo oh my Kojima God, he's visited on the show. our podcast." Whoa! <laughs> how did this little podcast crew get Hideo? Uh, right. Now, here's the yeah. question that I have for you. Before we get into this, uh-huh. uh huh. No, you take it away, and I'll ask the question. That's not the right way to do it. Yeah, so Hideo Kojima popped out right before the Starfield stuff at the Xbox showcase, and he's like, hello, I'm Hideo, I'm excited to be working with Xbox, uh, have a good day. That was pretty much yep. it. <laughs> um, so ends up, turns out, uh, he's using Xbox's cloud-based stuff to make something. Mm-hmm. Um, Xbox did not buy Kojima Productions, Um they're just working together on some stuff. Get that bag, King. Yeah, for real. I don't blame him, bro. I'd be going no. everywhere I could get the money. Um, for sure. But the, he's still working with PlayStation. He's working tightly with PlayStation on one thing, and he's working with Xbox on another thing. So yeah. he's got a lot in the pipeline. And I will say, this announcement right here, this whatever this was, Hideo popping up, this is what made me lose faith in the fact that they said everything's coming in one year. Because there ain't no that way. That was gonna be my Hideo question. Kojima's, yeah, I don't know. Not they would have shown year. something if they had more to show. I don't think that counts towards their one year thing. Because that's, I think ah, it's I maybe know, like man. a slick way to do it. Because they didn't technically like all we're gonna do is show games that are coming out this year. They didn't show a yeah. game. All they did was show Kojima. Um, but yeah, I think I don't well, like what you were saying though. about Kojima mm. being like smart about not selling his company and just kind of freelancing yeah. it and like just building for different platforms and studios and all these deals is such a smart move because kojima is one of the very few like auteurs i believe we could say in the video game industry there are very few like the movie industry has like tarantino and spielberg and Mm -hmm. kubrick and all these like last names that you can follow and enjoy their films that come out right and they all go to different publishers or you know however the fuck movies are released studios <laughs> um, studios that's the word i'm looking for uh, tune in next week to movie list uh, soon spinoff podcast um but kojima is one of the very few i think big names that sells a game just from having his name in a title because i mean who else can yeah. you think of kojima miyamoto i mean miyamoto has his name in every game though every nintendo no, he game. doesn't everything that he's worked on as he as it deserves yeah but he works. I mean, he has a hand. He is. Don't speak Nintendo that way about stuff. fellow of Nintendo, <laughs> Shigeru I'm Miyamoto. But I'm saying, do you know that that's a, his? Do you know that's his job title now? Fellow of Nintendo. Fellow of Nintendo. I, think I heard that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Kind of I love it. It's crazy. Can I be yeah. fellow of? Uh, Gamelist? You are. Yeah, yeah. Fellow of Gamelist. Sure. I don't know, sure. I don't know sure. what it means. It's got to be important. You're Miyamoto. You don't get a shitty title. A fellow of. I think Nintendo. Druckmann is maybe getting close. Even yeah, though he's synonymous so. with Naughty Dog, I think he's got the right name for it. And I think yeah. he's doing a, a decent job. I think that is maybe like the next big one. Maybe maybe Amy Hennig, but no, uh, not, not quite. No one's on the level of Kojima is what you're saying. And I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. But and, and again, another uh, good business move from both. That's that's yeah. more Microsoft making smart alliances over there. And he doesn't want to sell his company because he dealt with the crap from uh, Konami for years. And then when he finally got out and made his own studio, he doesn't want to have another boss again, really. Um, He wants to be his own boss. And I think that's great because it allows more creativity. Um, And I say, hey, man, for real, get the bag. Yeah, 
don't he's protecting he's protecting himself because you know that if he signed some sort of exclusivity deal, it would have some sort of clause in it that at some point, if they decided, they could just fucking boot his ass out and keep Kojima Productions mm-hmm. to themselves and start pumping out games under his name. And he doesn't want that, and it's smart yeah. because he's been burned once and he won't be burned again. You yep. ready to get into some fucking stinkers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diablo 4. Are you surprised you know, to see this as a stinker for um, me? Yes, I almost put that on my best in show because previously I was not interested in Diablo 4. Blech. Diablo 4, now I'm kind of interested in it. I think it was such a shitty showing for them. The problem with Diablo 4's showing this time is that there was not enough new to warrant their extremely long thing. When they hey man, put we got a new class. They, that's all it was, was they like, here's the Necromancer, which is a returning class. Necromancer was in Diablo 2 and 3. It was paid DLC in 3, their only DLC. But nonetheless, it's just another class. Uh, there was a CGI gotcha. trailer, which looked shittier than their announcement trailer. It didn't even, like, I couldn't even put my finger on it. I was like, is this Diablo? We were kind of trying to figure it out as they aired yeah. it. Yeah. And it I, just I it was, it was unremarkable in every way. Ugh. I really, really yeah. loathed it. And part of it comes from, I am not a big like fan of the aesthetic of Diablo 2, and I know that's what they're trying to cash in on. I think Diablo 3 is more up my alley, a little more colorful, a less, little less drab. This is all about the blood and the guts and the Satanism and Satan, that stuff, the bad, bad, bad yeah. guy stuff. I um, like blood and guts. And then blood, you got gore, into, all like... that stuff is in there. And it's just not hitting for me. And I've played Diablo 4. And I liked it. <laughs> I played it at BlizzCon 2019 before they showed their ass. Suspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, and okay. it was fun. The game played so well. I played as the druid, and the hacking and slashing was super sound. The game looked good. It was fluid. Yeah. And it, you know, I am excited for this game, but just not a good showing for them at mm-hmm. Summer Game Fest. Not, not impressive. Um, that's all I really got on Diablo 4. Let's get into your stinker. If this man yeah. finds out that you called him a fucking stinker, he's gonna <laughs> he punch your face my in. Skull in dude. The Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, is a stinker. <laughs> dude, his his little ad at Summer Games Fest so bad. I couldn't right. hold it together. I, it was stinky. I he was rambling about so much. He he like started off with like, "Hey, Summer Games Fest. Hey, I'm in my gym pumping some yeah. iron." It was and, weird, uh, man. Hey, look at my energy drink. Hey, I'm in Fortnite. Oh, hold on, I'm in this new movie. Blah blah blah. And it just also drink going. my energy drink. Uh, yeah, yeah, fucking... drink my energy drink. Somebody in my chat, we streamed our reactions to these live on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash jakeTwitchin for all of you listening and watching elsewhere. Um, and somebody said it looks like Microsoft requested a, or Jeff Keeley requested a cameo from Dwayne Johnson because it was just yeah. like this guy's like a multimillionaire and they probably paid him a bunch of money and he's getting to plug his product and he does the whole thing from like a fucking from his camera from his selfie cam like not even on a stick no like literally shirt. holding it. Well, he I mean, just got the off rock, the bench press, man. If I looked like that, I would never wear a shirt. All of Gameless well, would be true. no shirt. That's that's fair. I probably. In fact, I'd shirt. stick of wearing shirts now. All the remainder of Gameless is no shirt. No shirt time. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. No. All right. Um, but yeah, it was stinky. funny. It, <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, I agree. I think it's warranted. If you wouldn't have put it on your list, I would have put it on mine. <laughs> Very good. Um, you know what? You do. Uh, 
You do your last stinker, and then I'll save mine for last, because there's still kind of a question on it. Uh, yeah, your last so... stinker is... Something that never made as, it out of the previs stage of their. <laughs> oh my god! No joke. It's as dusk falls, yeah. and it. If I could describe this game, it would be, uh, maybe a Life is Strange, strip back everything, all of the graphics, yeah. everything, have only pictures that you took on a digital camera that you then took into Photoshop and applied the watercolor filter to. And then you take these photos and you make them jiggle a little when they talk. Um, this game just seems like one of the most uninspired games I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it was it about does, it. It looks like if it was like a TV show, I would see the show and be like, oh my God, I would never watch this in a million years. And it truly yeah. looks like, um, if you're familiar with like movie making, what Previs is where it's like, yeah, like storyboarding. Yeah, exactly. And they kind of string them all together so you have an idea of how things might flow. It is a bizarre way to present a fucking video game, and I could not be less interested in it. And that is a determining factor in how uninterested I am. It's weird, man. It's just I'm not impressed at all. I, yeah. I It's... Some things move, some things just, like, phase in and out, and, like... It's like they're walking in VR and you just like hop from one place to the next. Yeah, it's um, it has to be uh, if you're listening and not watching, it does have to be seen to believe either just Google the trailer, pull this thing up on YouTube as dusk falls. It is bizarre. Yeah. You play and, it? And, and, you know, if any am I going to play it? Yeah. Oh, not a chance. No, really? No, I, life is strange. No, guy. I love life is strange, but I don't love freaking storyboards. You know, you I, I, I'm just, I'm not into this at all. <laughs> I, I'm getting so aggravated about this. No, I wouldn't play this game. How dare you I'll never ask play me as that. Balls. All right, what if this game comes out and gets like universal praise, 9.5, not 10 out of 10? Like every reviewer is like, this is game of the year. It's the best story ever told in video games. I'll pass. <laughs> if it's that good of a story, you should have given it a better coat of paint. <laughs> I like that shitty attitude. That's what I'm talking about. That's the game list way. I'm not playing that thing ever. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Sure. I haven't played Life is Strange. Everyone tells hey, me it's man, the fucking Life best. Life is Strange is real good, though. Mm. It's real good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. right, you ready for my fucking stinker? The last Give stinker. To me. Where the fuck is Nintendo? What the hell, well, they man? They announced it today. No, they didn't. Yeah, there's a there's a Xenoblade no the Xenoblade doesn't count. Direct. That yeah, doesn't that count. counts. No, that's even that's uh, there's two stinkers. <laughs> there's two stinkers. <laughs> All right, the first the first thing is that there's no Nintendo Direct. They they're not playing ball, and I don't fucking like that. I didn't like when Sony pulled out of E3. They made good on it by still having their own event in the same time frame. But last year they did this to us too, where Sony did not show during Summer Game Fest or anything like that. They didn't have an event until June. In or July or something like that, September. I think it was even August or September. Yeah, it was a long time after. I don't like. I just wish everybody could play nice and understand that that's what gamers want. Give us a nice even look at everything that's coming out. The fact that Sony and Microsoft were in, Keeley had to have been in contact with people to see if they could get this going. I get it. They're marching to the beat of their own drums. They'll show things when there's there's a million reasons why. I'm sure. Play ball, man. 
let the gamers have it. Let us see everything. If it was E3 still, if this was the glory days, you'd have no choice but to be there and to show your stuff. I get that we're in different times, but it sucks that of all the places that didn't play ball this year, it was Nintendo. And now the next stinker is that Nintendo has announced a direct for fucking tomorrow or something. About Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I don't care about. And there is still a rumor that there's a full direct coming at the end of this month, allegedly on the 29th. If there is... We'll cut them a little bit of slack. They still made it in before June, but come on, you couldn't reach that two or three week window. It would have been nice. Um, it's it's also worth noting, sim on a similar vein, there's rumors that there's going to be a PlayStation event soon, and they're going to unveil some newly leaked hardware, uh, which is a Pro controller, three different headset models, and maybe two monitors. They might not yeah. be at the PlayStation event, but they're definitely Sony products. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Could be good. Yeah. I like a Sony Pro Controller, especially if it was a little more dual shocky than it was uh, dual sensey. Mm. I would See, like a I dual. dual I would like a dual shock with a dual sense fixins. Yeah, I mean, I think people I would like buy that. that. I liked the dual shock four was a better controller than the dual sense for me. See, I, for my hands, the dual sense works better. You got big hands. Um, I got big hands. I got like average. Mine are big and probably. skinny. Yeah. Mine are like big and skinny. Yeah. Um, what can you do? Yeah, but Elite um, controller best one on the market. Yeah, until it breaks. True, 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 true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll take a pro controller. Also, I'll take a new headset. I need a new headset. Oh, for some reason, when you said headsets, I was thinking VR headsets. It's just like oh, like well, probably like updates to that, that like silver, gold, and platinum set that they have. Yeah, kind of. It, evidently, it's a. I don't even know if it's PlayStation branded, but there were some leaks of like even pictures of Sony headsets that are. <laughs> gaming directed Got so it. it would make sense if they were playstation branded but i'm not sure if they are but yeah. you know we'll see but hey yeah. that's a gameless bonus for you yeah that's a wrap solid little hour and a half plus of us just talking about all the stuff that came out what do you think uh of this year what do you think of summer game fest and all of these things do you feel has your whistle been aptly wet uh i don't think so I think it came up a little bit short. I think so. I mean, I we just talked about a dozen things that are so good. Like, there's plenty yeah. to love and enjoy, but it doesn't quite feel... It's almost there. The one thing that we didn't really talk about after all these events is that there was a behind-closed-doors Summer Game Fest event for press yeah. where it was really small, apparently extremely intimate, behind-the-scenes looks and playable versions of Street Fighter and Sonic and a bunch of other games that were shown at Summer Game Fest and other things. A lot of it is still actually locked under NDA, and we'll be hearing about it in the near future. Game List will be there next year, guaranteed. Jeff Keeley, friend of the show, lost our invites, but I'm sure he'll make right on it We understand, year. Jeff. It's not a big deal, Jeff. United Postal Service, the United States Postal Service is rough, so we get it. It happens to the best of us. But, um, uh, I still I, think, I, yeah, I, I, um, sorry. I, I will say, I think the reason it didn't hit as hard this year is because we're so used to a, like a sudden spike of news and like yeah. dopamine from all the news and then it goes right down. But sure. here recently it's been more of a constant stream, not nearly getting the highs, but also not ever reaching the lows of news yeah. that we had in the past. For sure. I think if Nintendo was added to this and they had a big old, like, here's Zelda, here's a new Mario, here's a Mario Kart something, here's, like, an Animal Crossing expansion was added to this whole thing, this show would have been much different and we would have been talking about a lot of extra things and it maybe would have felt a little bit more complete, but it does feel like we're missing that little piece of the pie and I think that yeah. really hurts it. 
for sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. overall, still a little lackluster. It's not E3 2018 or prior or anything like that. Maybe one day we'll get back to those glory days. Maybe. But for right now, we're making do with what we got. Hell of an episode. Yeah, yeah it Colin, was fun. Where can people find you? You can find me at Colleen, K A U L I N E underscore if you can't find me take out the underscore i'm there somewhere just find one of them you'll find the rest hell yeah i'm jake twitching like twitching without the g jake twitching on twitch and youtube and instagram and twitter and pretty much fucking everywhere uh same deal if you're listening to us please go watch us if you're watching us please go listen to us if you've already listened and watched come find us on twitch and say hi in chat we'd love to have you thank you guys so much for listening this is always a pleasure this is just a little bonus we've done a lot of like supplementary game list stuff over the last uh couple weeks there's a ton of stuff to see on colleen's youtube channel bunch of twitch streams coming up spoilers coming up for final fantasy 7 remake integrate uh we'll have a game list proper coming out in about 10 days at the beginning of july plenty to talk about there we'll still be talking about any news that hasn't happened yet or things that we didn't hit on during this episode we just wanted to make sure that we didn't have like a five hour july episode so i think it was smart to hop in here and just talk about all the stuff that we saw over the last uh week or two for all this summer games madness we'll be back with our regular game of the year discussions our what we've been playing discussions all the games that are coming out in july all that fun stuff and making good on some bets baby coming up very Mm -hmm. very soon thank you guys all for listening and we'll see you next time colin trademark sign off is take care of your dogs man (laughs) take care of your dogs take care of your dogs (laughs) very good dude